Today on the Break It Down for Brockens podcast, we are hearing from Trisha Jackson. Trisha is running for county commissioner in Jefferson County, and she breaks down her platform, why she chose to run for office, and what some of her intentions are. Let's hear what Trisha has to say. Have you heard of Bracken's painting? I started Bracken's painting back in 2011. We do both residential and commercial painting. We have contractors licenses in West Virginia and Virginia, and we carry all the necessary insurances, like workers' comp, general liability. Uh, We operate a small staff that focuses on meeting the homeowner's needs and project manager's timeline expectations. Uh, we We try to have exceptional attention to detail. If you're interested in doing any sort of commercial or residential painting, please contact Bracken's Painting. More information can be found at www.brackenspainting.com. Today's intro music is a song called Saving Lives and Taking Wives. It is written and produced by Peter Clark, my cousin. Actually, my wife's cousin, but I'll take him as my cousin because he's a pretty cool dude. He, um dropped an album called Peter Clark After Dark. He's been producing electronic, loungy, make-out music for years, and he's been nice enough to let me use it on this podcast. You can reach Peter Clark for bookings or just to hear his music on SoundCloud. Just search Peter Clark After Dark. Trisha, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I think we're going to break it down on what it means to run for county commissioner. But first, tell me, who is Trisha Jackson? (laughs) I'm uh, Trisha Jackson. I'm a native of Jefferson County. Uh, Family's been here. My dad actually went to Charlestown uh, High School, so he's long history of being in the county. Um, I have a uh, business degree from Liberty University with a concentration in project management. I currently serve as vice chair on the Jefferson County Emergency Services Agency. Uh, I am chair of the EPBA PAC. Um, EPBA? EPBA, Eastern Panhandle Business Association, Political Action Committee. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I own my own business, an HR consulting firm. Um, It's a home-based business. Uh, I spent about 20, 25 years commuting to Northern Virginia for a job and decided to come back home uh, and provide a service I think is much needed in our community, uh, the Eastern Panhandle. And um, so I'm here helping people, helping small businesses uh, grow and thrive. Nice. So tell me, how did you know, how did you know you wanted to run for county commissioner? How did I want to, how did I know I wanted to run for county commission? well, I've seen a lot of things going on in the county. I've served on the Emergency Services um, Agency Board for almost two years now. I've seen a lot of the inner workings with that agency. Um, I'm very passionate about um, moving the county in the right direction, bringing people to the table. Um, I don't like the direction things are going. I don't like how ugly things are in government. I do believe that there are ways to for the government to um, operate a little more efficiently um, without burdening taxpayers uh, with more taxes and fees. Okay. Um, I'm very passionate about making a change. That sounds like we're already jumping to your platform. So give me some examples of what your platform is. So the overarching platform is not to raise taxes and fees. 
on the average citizen in the county. Um, I'm committed to being um, someone that serves the residents of the county. Uh, I believe in government that serves the people. Um, I'm an average citizen just like everyone else, and um, that's one of the driving factors is I think I've got some fresh ideas to bring to the table. Um, I believe, again, in operational efficiencies, particularly when it comes to our emergency services. That's fire, um, fire rescue, uh, police, and ambulance. Um, I think there's ways to operate, uh, bring some efficiencies to those agencies that help fund them without burdening, again, the, the taxpayers with more fees, okay. more taxes. Um, I'm also, as an entrepreneur, very passionate about small business and growing a local economy that provides, um, helps small businesses to grow and thrive and provides amenities um, to the residents of the county to help keep money and tax dollars here again to defray um, the burden of taxes on the residents. Okay, so when it comes to taxes, mm -hmm. I only understand the taxes that I pay. Right. And it's just a given. Mm -hmm. Here's what I pay. At, at a low level, voting for county commissioner or city council or mayor even, mm -hmm. that is truly where we control right. whether we have somebody representing us who can raise or lower taxes, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. So it's really within my power. And, and in this in the in that voting cycle, putting these people into office, that's how we actually control these sort of decisions and how they're made. As correct. long as the person in his office is representing their constituency. Correct. Okay. I don't know much about what taxes are coming up and I don't know really much about what taxes I'm currently paying. Mm -hmm. I just pay my bill. Correct. And as a small business owner I charge the taxes I'm supposed to charge. I pay the taxes I'm supposed to pay, both regionally, B&O, and state, mm -hmm. um, of course, federally. Uh, but what I do know more about is local economy, because mm -hmm. as a business owner, owning Bracken's Painting and, and other businesses that have come and gone in the past, um, my, my interpretation, and really I'm only familiar with my municipality, which is Charlestown, and I, I can I kind of see what's going on in Ranson, mm -hmm. but I never equate the shopping centers right. over by Home Depot and Kohl's as Ranson, even right. though it is. Right. It seems more corporate and less hometowny, mm -hmm. whereas downtown Ranson is how I see Ranson as being Ranson. Right. And same with Charlestown, even though Charlestown is really compartmentalized, I see it as being just the downtown. Correct. So in Charlestown is what I want to speak to right now. I've seen businesses open and close right now we've seemed to be in a very strong wave of a momentum <laughs> i feel like there's a few businesses opening there's very few closing right. and many of them seem healthy mm -hmm. there might be some that are wavering but it seems to be a moderately thriving downtown at least washington street is okay you know the, the side streets could have other businesses i guess as the county commissioner though you would be responsible for helping develop and nurture the economies of all the municipalities. Correct. Um, if you win, are you familiar with how you learn how the municipalities are going? Do you meet with the city councils? How's that process work? Or are you familiar with that even yet? Um, I'm not familiar with how the inner workings are of the municipalities yet, um, but I would be very active in meeting with those representatives from the municipalities. I would um, also work with 
state officials. So I want to bring people to the table and find out how we get a, a thriving and growing economy yeah. in here. Provide amenities. When I say amenities is, um, you know, we have restaurants, we have bars. There's not a lot of things for kids to do around here. Yeah, elaborate on that some. So, um, you know, I participated in a um, business symposium uh, with some kids from uh, the high schools and that was one of their main complaints. They have no intention of graduating high school and staying here. There's nothing to do for them. So what does that look like? When I grew up here, there was a movie theater. Okay. There was a movie theater down where Walmart is. Um, there was a bowling alley. It doesn't exist anymore. I mean, something that gives kids to do other than, you know, running around and getting into trouble or something to entertain them. Um, get them out. Get them connected. Helping them to be social. I, I don't know what that looks like yet, but there's got to be something that can be done to provide amenities for kids to do something fun uh, for kids to do um, here. And I think that's going to start with a small business. Yeah, and I'm, I got to start to re restructure my my questions because you're running for county commissioner. Mm -hmm. I, I have questions, I guess, for county <laughs> commissioners. Where like, well, how do you fix this? Like, you aren't even in. So, okay, let's let's break down a little bit then. But did you cover all the topics you wanted to say about economy? And like I said, the, ta the taxes are hard for me to understand. So I don't even know how to ask those sort of questions, like what taxes or whatever. But when we're, we're def defining your platform, strong local economy, um, I guess that also includes businesses that are outside of the municipalities, so throughout the county. Correct, correct. Um, I, I can give you a quick example of, of a strong local economy and sure. uh, or of, of something that I would support. I met um, a young lady last night that used to work in Harpers Ferry at a pizza joint that just closed up. Right. And she asked me, she read my uh, campaign literature, she asked me, she said, so you would support Hilltop House? Absolutely. I think it's great. I think it's great for tourism. When I was, again, uh, I grew up here, uh, it provided a lot of jobs for high school students. Uh, my daughter worked there. Oh, oh originally, okay. Yeah, so um, a lot of people worked there. It employed them, and I've seen the design uh, about a year ago through Leadership Jefferson. Uh, I saw the design and the plan. Um, I haven't seen it recently, so I don't know if it's changed or deviated. There's lots of opportunity for employment, jobs for some of our high school students, um, but also for activities and amenities. I mean, they're talking about activity centers. They're talking about um, offering some type of discount to the county residents to come in and take advantage of spa services or sure. the infinity pool and that type of stuff. That's something for them to do. Yeah. I always think about when large, because I mean, I'm a small business owner and I, I, I guess... I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I, I see opportunities. Sometimes I strike. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I fail. Sometimes I don't. But I see opportunities. And when a large company or a large project is being mm -hmm. built, I look at the opportunities around it. So if Hilltop was going to go in, and again, I would love to have a podcast where I talk to the people who are for it and the people who are against right. it. I would love to have that conversation because it's another one of those topics that most people don't know the pros and cons, even on a bullet point level. Correct. I would love to learn them. Um, so if you're listening out there and you are 
the authority of for and the authority against, reach out to me. But um, there would be a valet service. There'd be a dry cleaning service. Yes. If you, it, there are, are the, all of these tertiary business opportunities that could pop up. If a, if a large manufacturing facility is being built somewhere, who owns the gas station right outside there that fuels the trucks that come and go? Who owns the deli that provides right. that awesome sandwich for the employees that come and go? Oh, absolutely. Like, there's, there's all these side economies to one big structure. Correct. And that's that's part of the true economy, and people just see it as one big structure or one big factory or a shopping center or why isn't there a theater? Right. Um, it it spreads out like a virus. It spreads, and the economy is is affected usually if people are engaging and if they're mature business owners. So I, I can understand that. And then. Again, it's one of those hot topics that nobody seems to know all the details about Correct. with with Hilltop. And I envision kind of what Bavarian is. Correct. It's a beautiful facility. Oh, it's on a hill. They have some really great modern amenities that um, share the historic part of that area of the county also. So I, I figure Hilltop's going to do the same thing. And it's hard to be against it, but it's hard to be for it when you don't know all the details. Right. Right. Great. Um, let me look at my notes here. So what do you what did you do to prepare to run for office? Now that you've decided you want to run for county commissioner, what are some of the steps you took to educate yourself, you know, cuz you can't just jump into it. Somebody who just jumps in to run for office, I mean, that's like a wild card. Yes. That's a cowboy like, <laughs> whoa. That person has either no experience or they're just running for the sake of running or attention grabbing. Like what what are you doing to I mean, you're already the what was the EPBA person? Uh, uh, the chair. Of you're the, the chair of that, and you're on some boards, so you know what it's like to do community service. What do you What do you do? Um, what did you do to prepare? So um, I have taken several courses at uh, the Leadership Institute uh, down in, I believe it's Alexandria or Arlington, one of those. But uh, I also participated in um, the county clerk's office here in Jefferson County. Offered a how to run for office. Okay. Uh, Nikki Painter uh, from the clerk's office um, instructed that. So it was informational on meeting deadlines, uh, what you can and can't do uh, as a candidate. Uh, so I found that very helpful. I also uh, participated in a foundation of applied conservative leadership campaign training. Uh, that was a full day course. Um, that was very uh, informative and informational as well. Um, on kind of lessons learned, um, what works, what doesn't, how do you advertise, what what are the best ways to do that. Um, there's, and, got, there's got to be a whole set of rules on oh, what you yeah. can and can't do, right? Yes. Yeah, so the clerk's office was very uh, helpful with that. Um, they pulled a lot of information off the Secretary of State's website. Um, and then Nikki offered perspective just for her, you know, handling the elections and, and the registrations and all of that on things we needed to do as far as meeting deadlines, particularly around um, campaign finances, um, what you can and can't do as far as fundraising. Um, the Foundation of Applied Conservative Leadership offered more on um, actual campaigning and canvassing and um, advertising and getting your name out there and, and you know, think tricks of the trade for that. Well, it's got to be really complicated because advertising could be a billboard. Yes. It could be a commercial on TV. Correct. 
It could be a flyer that you mail. Yep. It could be a flyer you hand out. Mm-hmm. It could be something you put on a car. Right. It could be social media. Correct. It could almost be direct messaging. Yes. So I assume that's got to be a constantly changing kind of regulation on how to's or how not to's. It is. Uh, the, um, so I call it FACL, is the, the Foundation for Applied Conservative Leadership. They actually, um, I guess, lessons learned as well is what they've seen in trends, what's working, what's not. I see. You also have to consider your demographic. True. So here in Jefferson County, we have a lot of um, older people, more mature people that aren't on Facebook, social media. So how do you reach those people? How do you let them know? So I think it's a good combination of things, um, but you really have to understand your demographic. And you're running as a what party? Uh, Republican Party. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm shifting gears That's rapidly okay. <laughs> on this one. So because when I talked to Nick on the podcast, Zagliffa, he talked about there being a database where you can tell kind of who's what party per house. Is that how that is? Or um, Yes. So there are um, voter registration. That's right. I call them logs. Um, I'm not reports list or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can obtain those um, from the Secretary of State's office that will tell you and identify who um, is, is regist- registered to vote, not if they're Republican or Democrat. Um, you, They will break it down of how they're registered. If you've reported it. Mm-hmm. Well, see. when you register to vote, you usually identify your party affiliation okay, or no party affiliation. Gotcha. So, and then I think he said it's, it says you have like super voters and you have like average voters, like people that are, have been there consistently for a certain amount of times. Is that, they do track how frequently, um, and if people vote in the primary versus the general, or right. they only vote in the general. And um, so they do track behaviors and they can give you that information. Okay. Who voted in the primary? Who voted in the general? Does this person consistently vote in every general? How frequently they vote and that sort of thing. Okay, so let's talk about that part because that seems unique for your campaign, mm-hmm. the primary versus the general. You said earlier in our pre-interview that you're being primaried. Correct. Can you break that down for me? And also the whole district and how many districts, like why that is interesting or why it's um, important to know. Okay. So um, the primary is May 12th. Being primaried means that someone else on the same ticket, so on the Republican ticket, has decided they're going to run. So I have a challenge. In your district. It, in my district, correct. So there's five districts for county commission. Um, however, well, you can't run unless your district seat is up for election. It's a six-year term. You can't run unless your district is up, but the entire county votes in the primary and in the general. Now, when I say the entire county votes in the primary, primary, obviously, you'd have to be registered Republican, or you can be non-party affiliated and ask for a Republican ballot in the primary. And your district is the only district that has somebody running against you in the primary. Correct. The other districts that are coming up for general don't have any competitors. Correct. So we have Cabletown District that is currently up as well. And um, the candidate on the Republican ticket for that is not being primaried. Which means there's only one. Correct. And it's currently held by a Democrat. Uh, Cabletown's currently held by a Democrat. Okay. So then we don't actually have to vote for that person. 
you don't have to vote for that person. Or is it just check it or don't check it? it you can check it or not check it. That person's going to escalate. Um, no matter what? Yes. To the general. So, so you, because you're being challenged by another Republican, huh? because you're going up against Lauren Zetti and the general in November, that means it's just harder work for you. It primary. is more work for me. Gotcha. Okay. It's more expensive for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And that's what I'm kind of thinking. I was like, wow, it, it, it'd be really nice to, yes. to go uncontested. Correct. Um, and then I'm kind of thinking, and again, I don't know who's running in Cable Town, but I'm like, why isn't more people running? So, like, why not create options? You know what I'm saying? Like, if, right. if you have to, right. if, if in your district you and somebody else want to run against the Democrat who currently holds the seat. Mm-hmm. So few people want to be county commissioner right. in the other districts, right. or they're just not being encouraged to run. Right. Grant, they may not have done the same sort of research you've done. Right. You've done a lot of prep to right. get ready to, to run for office through these classes and informing yourself. I just wonder, like, in the democratic process, why not, like... More people run. Yeah, like, <laughs> create options for people. Like, it, I feel like... If it was working well, almost everybody would have two choices to vote for. I don't think running for office is for the light at heart. True, right. right. Um, I mean, one of the reasons I'm running, I'm more passionate about bringing people together, making change for the good. Um, so my passion to make that change and have an impact in my community Um that's what's driving Outweighs you. Outweighs any fear yeah. that I have of running for office or being a county commissioner. I got it. I got it. That's cool. I'm just kind of spitballing because I'm just sitting here in our conversation wondering, well, why can't I have more choices? And then some will say, why don't you run, Brackens? That kind of right. nonsense, you know? Well, um, you know, maybe, I mean, it does take a little bit of research to understand how it works and how it operates. And then, like I said, it's not for the, the light at heart. So, I mean... Things right. can get ugly. Speaking of light at heart, let's talk about fundraising. Mm-hmm. How much does it cost to um, sign up to run? I guess register. Mm-hmm. So county, county commission, this is pretty funny, fascinating. So county commission, it was four hundred and six. Was it four hundred sixty-one dollars? I believe. I can't know the exact. It was four hundred and some dollars. Yeah. Okay. To run, to file, to run. So that's just, that's just to announce that you're, you believe you're eligible, and then. The county says, yep, you're eligible or... So there is a period where you can file pre-candidacy. Your intent is to run. You can declare an office or not declare an office. Um, I did that back in August. I filed pre-candidacy with my intent to run for county commission. The actual filing period was in January to say I'm legitimate, legitimately filing. Right. Um, and I'm paying the fee to run. I'm going to be on the ballot. Awesome. So again, it's not like you can just wing it, no. throw four sixty one at it or whatever the price right. is, four hundred right. plus dollars at it. Um, and then when it comes to fundraising, I'm sure it costs different amounts of money to run for city council and different amounts to run for mayor or different amounts to run for sheriff or anything that's voted in. But what do you think you're projecting it's going to cost to run for a county commissioner? I guess in the primary first. And then right. So my primary, I'm, uh, my finance goal is uh, $10,000. Finance goal, gotcha. Yeah. And then I guess a lot of that goes to 
yard signs. It yard goes signs. To, yeah, yes. go tell me what what, what you project it might be spent on. So um, business cards, door knockers, rack cards if you decide to do those. Um, obviously, paid advertisement on social media. Um, you paid advertisement in print sure. if you decide to do that. Um, there's all sorts of. Um, I'm not doing billboards, but if you decide to do a billboard, that's a pretty hefty cost. No doubt. Um, so all of those things, um, you think, oh, you no have big a, deal you, on a rack card. No, no, you got to have, have a banner. A yeah. banner if you go to the fair. Right. You got to have your banner, or if right. you have a spot at West Virginia Day or something right. like that. If that's even allowed, I'm not sure. But yeah, it all it all starts to rack up, and then if you have like a meet and greet or something like that, you got to have the food. Correct. Maybe even the venue rental, if that's a situation. If you're fortunate enough, someone will, you know, sponsor you. a meet and greet right. for you. So they usually absorb the, you know, most of the cost of the meet and greet. Um, but then sometimes you have them yourself, and yeah, there is cost associated with that. Um, so I'm not trying to jump too far ahead, but um, what sort of meet and greets do you have, and uh, or, and meet and greets or fundraisers do you have scheduled coming up? So I have, um, I'm part of, there's three other people running for office, someone for Board of Education, uh, someone for Delegate, the 67th, and then the other, the Cable Town uh, District County Commissioner candidate. Um, February 29th, it's a collective meet and greet oh, fundraiser. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. So that'll, that'll give... Uh, People who participate in that, an opportunity to meet all of us. Um, we'll each get an opportunity to speak, but then we can do one-on-ones. You said February 29th? It's February 29th, um, 6 p.m., and it's at 100 uh, Audrey Eagle Drive in Shepherdstown. Is there a Facebook event or something people can look at? There is a Facebook event. Um, what should they search to find that? If they actually go to my Facebook page, which okay. is... Um, Jackson for Jeffco. Nice. Um, they can find that event on my page. Jackson for Jeffco. Yes. I like that Jeffco abbreviation. <laughs> what else do you have coming up? Um, I have a wings and beer night at Torlone's Pizzeria. Actually, on, it's the, up on the hill, right? Yes, yeah. right at the top where the new new highway is. That will be March twenty eighth. Um, that will be at 6 p.m. I haven't put that on the calendar or released the uh, information on that yet. Um, I didn't want to distract from the 29th. Oh, sure. So uh, I did talk to the owner um, who's gracious enough to, to let me hold that event there. And um, I told her, come March 1st, we'll get that information out in sure. detail. And then what, um, if somebody wanted to host something for you, uh -huh. like a venue, how would they get a hold of you? Um, so they can email me, uh, tjackson at jackson for Jefferson County, uh, dot com. We'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Because that, <laughs> yes. tjackson at jackson for it's, Jefferson it's lengthy, County but, dot com or um, something. They can always go to my um, webpage. Sure. There's a link for, you know, contact support or updates. What was the website? Um, it's uh, jackson. It's the number four, jeffersonco.com. Okay, cool. We'll put that in the notes also. Because I, I want people to be able to get a hold of you um, so they can work with you. Let's see here. I'm kind of looking through my chicken scratch notes. Um, 
I have something here that I'm not sure we covered yet, but did we discuss the fresh perspective? And if we did, just repeat it for me for a second. Like you, you said you want to bring a fresh perspective to the county commissioner position. Yes, yeah, so uh, I guess that ties in with my experience of what I've done to prepare. Um, I did Leadership Jefferson. Right. I did Leadership Berkeley. Uh, both excellent programs. Gave me exposure to, to both counties um, and, and some leadership. Tell, tell me about your experience in leadership, Jefferson, because you went through with my lovely wife, Jenny Brackens, and I think you were the year after me, right? Yes. Okay, so you were almost as awesome as our class was. I was going to say we were the best No, year. you're definitely yeah. second place. <laughs> um, but the um, I, I plan on doing a podcast about leadership, Jefferson, and what a great program it is right. once I have some time and content, but... What was your experience in that? Highlight one of your favorite things you learned or experienced there. So what uh, is fascinating to me is I'm a native from here. Um, yes, I know, you know, Harpers Ferry. Um, but I commuted out of the county most of my career. So I live on the Blue Ridge Mountain community just across the state line from Virginia. And if I didn't have a reason to come to town, I didn't. Sure. So what was enlightening to me is um, for everything I did know or do know about the county, I equally didn't know something. So when we did um, the scavenger hunt um, or we did... Um, Just so you know, the, sca the, the scavenger hunt is a countywide scavenger hunt with like 100 items that are based on points. And you spend about a half a day scooting around trying to collect as many points as you can to follow... One of Andrew's nonsensical riddles <laughs> to, fin to find the finish line, but it 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 has you visiting historic churches and properties and businesses and parks and all kinds of really neat locations. But that's just another version of my interruptions, Trisha. Go ahead <laughs> okay. and continue. So um, I think for me, for Leadership Jefferson, it's easy it's easy to overlook or take for granted the things that are around you which is another reason I think we need some things in the county for, for the younger generation to know what's here and what's available and what's to take advantage. So again, for everything that I probably knew about the county and where I grew up, I equally, there was equally things that I didn't know. It was nothing for uh, me, my sister, and one of my cousins to go down to Harpers Ferry during the summer and spend the whole day right. kicking around, having lunch, we did the same thing every year, but it was fun. Just there's the river, Jefferson Rock, and just so much. Um, and we'd hang out for the day. Um, I'm just, there were still things there that I didn't know existed or that were like hidden that we, we overlooked. So commuting out of the county, even though being a native, it just, uh, Leadership Jefferson really opened my eyes to a lot of things that I probably overlooked. Or took for granted. Yeah, I I was, I mean, I'm not a native of Jefferson County, but I scoot around quite a bit. Right. I feel like I'm kind of, I know where I'm going. Right. I know what I'm, what's on the left side of the road and the right side of the road, but I really don't. And right. many people probably don't. But the um, learning about local government and visiting the city halls and visiting the office of the county commission, mm -hmm. um, seeing where people meet, meeting judges, clerks. Yes. Realizing that, this is one of the things I, I really picked up, was that um, county commissioners, judges, mayors, delegates, mm -hmm. senators 
are actually just normal people. Yes. They're, they're people you can reach out to, whether it's email, phone call, or you can rub elbows with people. Oh, yes. You know, and if you know a delegate, if you don't know what their position is, or if you do and you respect it and you understand how many decisions they make mm -hmm. when they're in session and how versed on each topic they have to be, you want to put them on this pedestal and like, oh, they don't have time to talk to Kevin Bracken. They, right. they don't have time to talk to, to, to anybody about whatever. But when you bump into them at a social or a fundraiser, my experience at Leadership Jefferson put them in front of me and I realized these are just regular people. Yes. They're people who've accepted a responsible uh, a responsibility to make decisions and to pass ordinances or whatever the case. And it brought them down to a level where I knew if I talked to them enough, I might be able to help move the needle. Yes. And that's what I really loved. And part of this podcast is to, to bring people, like if you win county commissioner, mm -hmm. I hope people who listen to this realize that you are just... Just Trisha Jackson, um, your business citizen, like yeah. everyone else. Yeah, your business, your business owner. Correct. And and we all have struggles, and you have your experience, and you're one of the people who used to commute, but you're from this county, and that's that's what I really enjoyed about that program was it brought people that I thought were out of touch mm -hmm. into reach, and that my opinion does matter. Yes. And that they actually do care, even though the higher up they get, the more inundated with people who care right. attention, but ultimately. That's what I like about that. So what have we not covered that you've wanted to share? Did, did I miss anything? Um, I just I just hope it comes across that, you know, my passion and my desire for bringing this community together and doing things to move forward. Uh, being a native, like I, I know a lot of people still from this county. Uh, my dad's still here. Um, I want to find a common balance to where the people that have been here and, and lived in the county all their lives and maybe on fixed incomes and can't afford those taxes or those fees and so forth. And then the people moving in, like we're a community. Let's come together as a community, figure out um, how to come together and offer something for everybody, but not, you know, burden the folks here with particularly people on fixed incomes with more taxes and fees to where it's unmanageable or unlivable for them uh, to stay and remain or to even be able to get out and take advantage of some of the amenities I'm talking about like I would like to see come to the county. Okay. I don't hit, I don't, I don't ask any hard hitting questions okay. because that's not what my podcast is about. So one of the hardest hitting questions I ask is why should voters bother turning up so many times voter turnout is so low it's just so low and there's so much outcry for things to be right and things to be correct and we, we all know all the challenges this county's had with how decisions were made but at the same time fewer and fewer people are volunteering to step up to make um, the decision to run for office or to, to make a difference they're not volunteering for boards or committees they're not volunteering to be on city councils county commissioner or even farther up right like i kind of expressed earlier why in cable town is only one person running right it, it, let's let's get some choices out there and if people have I mean, it's probably too late now but i'm saying if people do have the intention of making change or complaining about how things are help get the people in office that we feel like need to be in office so i feel like a lot of times the people running who are uncontested are like woohoo yes. i'm gonna win yeah. and i'm gonna be in office right 
how do we get people out and why is it important? It's definitely important for you, Trisha, because you're running against somebody to go to battle in the general. But the people who aren't running, they, to some extent, I would assume they don't care if anybody shows up because they're going to win no matter what. Right. So yeah. tell me some reasons besides to support you. Why else do they, is it important that people show up to vote? Well, um, I just want to say I don't necessarily think that people who are running unopposed don't care if voters turn out. That wasn't but my, do, my right. point, but I'm just saying <laughs> in the back of my mind, I'm like, phew, no, I'm right. running by myself. I um, So the primary is really going to be important. The May 12th is going to be important. There are, um, the May 12th, the candidates running for Board of Education are on the ballot, and that is their election. Okay, so I think there's three seats open for Board of Education. I think there are 11 candidates wow. running. Uh, that is a nonpartisan position, so that'll, regardless of your party affiliation or non-affiliation, whichever ballot you ask for in the primary, they should be on both the ballots. I should get some of them in here because if there's yes. 11 people, who knows what, why one's better than the other right. or Absolutely. even think about them. Sure. Um, and then the um, magistrates, the judicial, will be decided on May 12th as well. Um, so that's very important. I'm And I really need voter turnout on May 12th. Um, I need my party to turn out. Again, if you're non-affiliated, you can always ask for the Republican ballot and you can vote for me. Um, I would encourage everybody to go out and look at the um, county site, look at the Secretary of State site, um, and figure out who's running on what ballot so you can determine which ballot to ask for. Uh, if you're non-affiliated. Um, I didn't even realize you get different ballots. Yes. So the primary is usually meant... I'm sorry I sound so dumb. I'm, I'm literally recording not, myself, not. and I'm asking the dumbest... I'm, well, I'm, admi- I'm admitting the to the dumbest questions. for me as well. So um, these are things I've learned uh, along the way. But, um, yeah, so you... Depending on what party you're registered for when you register to vote will d- dictate which ballot you get when you go. If you're non-affiliated... You can choose. Okay. So you can choose the Democrat or the Republican, and I believe the Mountain has um, a, a ballot as well. So you can choose that. The nonpartisan seats, so the Judicial and the Board of Education, will be on both ballots. Okay. So likewise, the non-affiliated could ask for a Democratic uh, ballot as well. Um, so I would encourage them, to, everybody to go out and see who's running, see who's running opposed, and... Uh, decide which ballot you want if you're non-affiliated, and I'm really encouraging you to get a Republican ballot and vote for me. So and that totally makes sense why you would say that. Yeah. But in in my simple brain, simple, why aren't all the candidates just on there? They will be on there, but there won't be a a box to. There's no one opposing them, so you still can check. You can still vote for them. They'll still be listed. No, what I'm saying is the Republican ballot versus the oh, like well, because like you, if I if I'm Republican, right? But I really like this Democrat. Mm-hmm. Why can't I? Well, if that Democrat is successful in getting through the primary, okay, they will be on the general, and you can vote for whoever you want. But the party oh, gets geez, to so pick. many times. Yes. I turn into a total knucklehead on this recording. <laughs> The um, yeah, so the primary is meant if you're party specific for the party to select who they want to put up. Thank you, Tricia. Yeah, I was thinking 
it was for all the marbles. I just have a hard time wrapping my brain around. I mean, I consider myself pretty smart sometimes, okay? And I just, I hope everybody else doesn't understand it either because then I'm in the same camp as everybody. But otherwise, consider this recorded forever. Sometimes I'm just not picking up all the pieces. So, all right, cool. So did we miss anything? Um, I don't think so. Just uh, show up for the primary and vote for Trisha Jackson. Awesome. Let's let's talk about your um, your fundraiser again. When okay. when is the next one? Okay, so February 29th. Mm-hmm. It's a meet and greet fundraiser, uh, 100 Audrey Eagle Road in Shepherdstown. Is that a uh, house? 6 p.m. Um, I don't. I think I don't know exactly, and I meant to look it up. Um, I don't know if that's a train station or not. Oh, it may be. It may be. Yeah, that's so, a good. That's a good little spot. I I pulled the invitation up and I didn't. See the specific name on it, but um, I think it might be. Oh, here's one for you. Um, is this in the primary? Is this where you do like door knocking and stuff like that? I will be door knocking. So you need volunteers. I need volunteers. They should definitely email you at the email I put in the show notes. Correct. Awesome. Correct. Awesome, Trisha. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for breaking it down for Brackens. Thank you for having me. Even though we broke it down so simple, I appreciate it. This podcast is brought to you by City National Bank in Ransom, West Virginia. I am Melissa Knott and manage both of our Jefferson County locations. Our Charlestown location is located on George Street in Charlestown and the Ransom location is located in the Potomac Marketplace Shopping Center. City National Bank is a full-service community bank that provides an array of financial services. We offer a range of free checking accounts and savings products for both consumer and business customers. City National Bank offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for both business and personal needs. Come and talk to me or one of my team members and get products and services that are tailored to fit your schedule and help you to achieve your financial goals. I can be reached at both the Ranson and Charlestown locations. Check out our website at www.bankatcity.com.